Hello everyone, my name is Rochelle Innocent and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. Our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that are focused on four themes, autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. And we are so thrilled to be offering one of the first of its kind digital, continuous, and virtual learning environments, enabling parents and children to complete these workshops from anywhere and all around the world. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships. Our different social media platforms provide us with an opportunity to have discussions on all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our society at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures in order for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth-focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. We recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, this also translates as recreating and co-creating environments, both socially and politically, that will enable our children to thrive. For those of you who are particularly keen on the topic, we write thought pieces every other Sunday and we have one scheduled to drop this upcoming Sunday. So definitely be sure to meander over to the website and check out our content. If you're looking for an alternative, we are available on 10 different podcast platforms for your listening leisure and we've provided you with the links in the description down below. Now, as is the convention, definitely be sure to subscribe, hit that post notification bell so that you are aware of every time you post. And of course, if you like these conversations and you want to keep them going, like, comment, and share this segment. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, mes amis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another segment here on Project Purpose. For those of you who are new, we cover topics that relate to mental health, mental wellness, and education on a week-by-week basis and this week our topic of discussion is mental wellness. Now before jumping into today's segment a few housekeeping items I wanted to make sure that I put it on your radar that this month we will be going live twice on topics that relate to closure so we do have live events ongoing for the foreseeable future on our Facebook page. Timely and relevant topic given that this is the last month of 2021. Bravo to each and every one of us for successfully making it through this year. So we're going to be having conversations around closure this month. I've provided you with access to the links to register in the description down below. And I will also be dropping in Thursday's video the thematic calendar for the topics that we'll be covering throughout the course of 2022. So by thematic, it means that for every three months, we are going to be covering topics in relation to one given 
subject and we will just be providing multiple angles multiple points of view on those topic areas and really the point of these discussions is to have thoughtful debates critical conversations facilitating engagement in such a way that we're cultivating a critical thinking lens we're cultivating the soft skills and sometimes the life skills in order to be able to derive more meaning and fulfillment out of life now these events are paid events so if it is the case that you see yourself participating on an ongoing basis and really engaging immersing yourself in the community that we're building, then might I suggest our package plans. So with our package plans, we have different services and different offerings dependent on your level of engagement and on the depth of your interaction. And we are so excited that we are going to be offering over and above the live events, workshops, webinars, retreats, virtual and in-person that cater to fostering this game changer community. Because anyone who wants to take hold of their life is putting themselves in a better position to change the game. So change the way that we think that we live and that we organize ourselves on a day-to-day -day basis. And isn't that just so exciting? So definitely be sure to check out our package plans. I've provided you with a quick preview here on the video, but you have access to get a more in-depth overview of the plans that we offer on our website. So now that that's taken care of and on your radar, food for thought for you, let's jump into today's topic. And so today's topic is about the holidays, obviously, but we're talking about the holidays for yourself and for others. And that's the nuance. That's the point of emphasis, because sometimes depending on what things that you have planned and depending on all the different people that you're hoping to engage with over the holidays, what is meant to be a break and an opportunity to rest to recharge and to regain perspective often is too much of a whirlwind for us to even think about doing a, a small portion of that activity. So generally speaking, when we think about the holidays, when we're like looking forward and anticipating the holidays, the objective is twofold. The first objective is to obviously spend quality time with friends and family, people that we hold close to heart. And the second is to have a breather for ourselves, giving ourselves an opportunity to unwind, to reflect and to reset and reorient ourselves so that we start off the new year with a fresh pair of eyes, a, a new outlook and energy and energize for the year and the experiences ahead. Now, I'm of the opinion that these two objectives should carry equal weight. And some of you might say, yeah, Rochelle, whatever, in an ideal world. But I'm saying, no, not in an ideal world, in the real world. And for the most part, when we're preparing for the holidays, it takes a lot of planning. And yet somehow we forget to plan in for the time that we should be carving out for ourselves so that we can kick off the new year in the right frame and state of mind. So it's interesting that a lot of us forget that the holidays isn't just for the people around us and for organizing and spending time for the people around us is also for organizing and spending time with ourselves and I think that's the point of emphasis for this video and it's also the reason why I've decided to pull out my bold t-shirt uh, as a way to reinforce this message when I say don't compromise I, I'm always saying in a very nuanced way I'm not saying to you know be an immovable rock by any means but I think when it comes to the two objectives over this holidays which is spending time with family and friends but making a point to put equal weight on carving in time for yourself so that you have a breather with that message in mind don't compromise make sure that you have a holiday for yourself so that you're not starting off 
the new year feeling so exhausted that you need a holiday from your holidays. And all of us have done this. All of us have overextended ourselves or put too much on our plate. But by the time it's time to go back to normal, we are exhausted and depleted and we don't have the energy to get back to like the normal routine. And let's not start the year off in that state of mind if there's a way that we can avoid it. I mean, for me particularly, I don't think that there's anything that stings more than the failure of feeling like that confusion and sort of that flabbergastedness when you start off the year wondering what happened to all the free time that you had, like you carved it and planned it all away. And now you're starting into this new year, you're exhausted, you're thinking of the next holiday when you're, you just had almost like a full month of, of holidays. And frankly speaking, I decided a while ago, it's been a few years that I will not allow my holidays to feel as though I've been dragged through an obstacle course or I've run a marathon and put myself in a position where I feel as though I need a holiday from my own holidays. And, and the reason why this is the case is something that I think we want to be especially mindful of is starting the year off feeling beady. Yes, beady. This is a term that I've coined as an acronym for the states of being that are absolutely taboo and not the ways that I want to kick off a new year whatsoever. In fact, I avoid these states of being throughout the year, but especially like in the new year, these are not the energies that I want to be embodying when I am bringing in a new year and, and a new beginning. So BD, what does that stand for? You're wondering, well, B is for bitter. I don't want to start my year off feeling bitter, that I'm exhausted, that I'm tired, that I'm overextended, and that I gave too much of my time away. I don't want to start my year off feeling envious. So envious because, you know, I put myself in a position where I feel like I'm being pitted against other people or because the relationships that I have or don't feel as healthy or aren't as nourishing or fulfilling as the relationships that other people have. Envious for whatever reason. I'm not going to put myself in a position where I feel envious whatsoever during the holidays and especially when it comes to transitioning into the new year is the worst absolute energy to start a new year with. A is for anxious or angst. I do not want to start my year off feeling this way. Sometimes it's inevitable. Like sometimes major life events take place over the holidays and, and we can't help but feel angst or anxious. But if there's any way that I can avoid it, I absolutely do. Or D, feeling dismal. I don't want to feel dismal over the holidays. I don't want to start my new year feeling dismal either. And then I is irritable. I think that it's so easy to have the best of intentions when it comes to visualizing and imagining how it's going to be spending so much time with friends and family. And then by the time that time is spent, like we're highly, highly irritable. And I try to carve my time in such a way where I'm not putting myself in a position where I feel beady by the time the new year rolls around. So bitter, envious, angst or anxious, dismal or irritable. These are states of being that are taboo and not at all in alignment with how I want to feel over the Christmas holidays and into the new year. And I'll organize my energy appropriately or accordingly to ensure that I'm not kicking off my favorite time of the year feeling any of these things. So to that effect, even if you've had a terrible year, you've had an arduous year, almost like nothing went right this year, in order to avoid feeling beady by the time you're entering the new year, if there is a silver lining and there typically is a silver lining, even if it's a very thin one, I would anchor on to that silver lining with every ounce of my being and focus on it. Like my focus is on that silver lining. My focus is on the, the resolutions and the plans that I have for 2020. 
too. I am only focusing on the things that lend to me feeling the feel good feels. Like the feel good feels are the only things that I wanna feel over the holidays and I will protect my energy to whatever extent is required so that I'm feeling those feel good feels as I'm bringing in the new year. And I think that it's really important that we give ourselves permission to be hopeful, to stay hopeful and to put our hope in the right areas. And I'm someone I can get drunk on hope fairly easily. One of my traits, which I think it's a positive trait, but is a trait that I've learned that I need to moderate is I'm an extremely hopeful person. I am someone who can get drunk on hope on a lot of different things, but I've realized that in my life it's important that I recognize like where my hope is best invested, like what areas is it more intelligent or more wise for me to kind of put hope into and what areas is this important for me to learn to withdraw my hope from so that I'm not exhausting my hope resources. And I think hope is one of those states of being that it just is all encompassing. You feel it physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And I, I'm telling you, like I have an overabundance of hope in my system, but I've learned with time and with experience that it's important that I am mindful about where I put my hope and when it's time to withdraw my hope in order to preserve myself and preserve the states of being that I feel contribute to my feel good feels and to avoid my taboo states of being. So the states of being that make me beady and that make me bad company even for myself. So don't only give yourself the permission to feel hopeful, set the stage so that hopefulness can thrive in a healthy environment. And I think that that's an environment that doesn't contribute or feed into you feeling beady. So you feeling bitter, envious, angst or anxious, dismal or irritable. Also, the reason why I love the end of the year, I love the holidays, I love New Year is because it allows you, it promotes the state of imaginative wonder. And a lot of us lose that as we step into adulthood. And it's an opportunity to reclaim it, even if it's just a little bit. And I'm someone like, I feel like I'm in perpetually a state of imaginative wonder. It feeds me during like the really rough times, but in the new year, like I take in so much of it because it's just the energy that I find that we're stepping into. It's the energy that like all the media outlets are feeding into as well. So it's much easier easier to kind of fill in the stories of imaginative wonder and it's a great place to be in when you're thinking about the new year and how you want to welcome in the new year and, and you're putting yourself in the right frame of mind and kind of attracting the appropriate energy to start the year off the way you'd like it to and your focus is just on the possibilities and I think that it's important that when you think about how you carve your time around the holidays that you don't compromise on the time that you spend to create a holiday for yourself so that you can step into this imaginative wonder you can step into the world of possibilities especially as you're finessing and finalizing your resolutions and you're not allowing any energy to carve into that space and carve into that time that will help you orient yourself in such a way where you're kicking the year off right. All of that to say, I mean, hopefully you recognize that there's a lot riding on your ability to maintain a degree of equilibrium. There's a lot hanging and a lot just sort of weighing in on your ability to maintain equilibrium between the holidays that you spend with people and those you care about and the holiday that you create and spend on your own and with yourself. And sometimes that balance isn't, you know, one for one. Sometimes depending on your situation, depending on your setting and your circumstance, having a holiday that puts you in a frame of mind that allows you to stay in imaginative wonder that allows you to focus on the possibilities and just really make the most of that holiday season it means like maybe you're spending the entire holiday on your own but i think that like 
solitude, like having a period of time where you're solitary is super, super important for the holidays. Then making a point to prioritize or put some time into family and friends. Again, like if your circumstance or your situation allows for you to do that in a way where you're still protecting and where it's still healthy for you to engage and interact with, with those people. And more on that in our second video, which is really about the holidays and family relations. And anyway, so in order to maintain equilibrium, I leave you now with three tips. I've given you my perspective. I've given you the argument as to why it's important. I've explained why, you know, it's only for our benefit to make a point to honor the two objectives that we've put in place for the holidays, which is time with family and friends and time on our own. So now execution. I mean, it's all great to have like the plan and to have the vision, but the execution is also equally important. So I leave you with three tips. My first tip to you is normalizing being vocal and being open and upfront about making plans for yourself on your own and the time that you've carved out for other people. I think sometimes we feel like we have to be sneaky. We feel like we have to be discreet when it comes time to solo time because we feel like that's not time that people prioritize or consider to be important. So we don't want to explicitly state, hey, like this day isn't good because this is like a day that I've reserved for myself. But I think the more that we make that the norm, the more that we create the standard that I need you and I expect that like when I tell you that I have time carved out for myself that you respect that that time is as sacred as it would be if I was spending that time with another person the sooner that we can normalize that the sooner that we can have those behaviors become so internalized that we model that behavior for those who are looking up to us I don't think that there's anything to hide or anything to be sneaky about when we think and when we are explicit about the fact that if we don't have time that's also in because we're not going to compromise on the time that we've carved out for ourselves. And it's important that we develop the skills and the comfort level and the confidence level to just communicate that openly with those who are looking to spend time with us and uh, recognize that sometimes the conflict of interest, like the conflicts in time and the scheduling is not matching up, mean that it's because you don't have time left when you think about the time that you have, that you've already carved out for other people and also the time that you've carved out and spent on yourself. It's important that we develop develop the ability to be vocal about that and not feel like we have to hide the fact that we're spending time on our own and that's just as important as spending time with others. My second tip for you as you think about the ways that you're going to build equilibrium over this holiday is remember that no one is going to reward you for being self-sacrificial. You know you want to be the superhero, you want to get the accolades, the pat on the back. No one's going to give you a badge for overextending yourself and if you get a badge it very rarely will add up to the amount of energy and effort that you actually put into it all to say people will hold you accountable if you drop the ball and if you're constantly being self-sacrificial if you're constantly overextending yourself it's only a matter of time before you drop the ball and then you only have yourself to blame and people will only blame you for the fact that you didn't know your limits so as it relates to the Ontario Lottery Group's slogan, this applies to the way that you think about how you're going to carve out your energy over the holidays. Know your limits, play within it. And my third tip to you as it relates to creating equilibrium over the holidays by way of the time you spend on your own and the time that you carve out for family and friends is recognize and value the fact that there's so much rest, renewal, and recharge potential in quiet and solitary moments that we can bank on that will help us start the year off with our energy stores refueled. The year can be crazy. There can be so many things and so many different fires that we're putting out, so many 
different whirlwinds that we started and ended. And I think that it's important that when we think about the way that we want to feel when we kick off a new year, we have the ability to tap into that sense of renewal, that sense of restoration by giving ourselves opportunities to just have moments to ourselves where our focus is just on recharge and restoration. And it's up to us to tap into that potential and to maximize on it. So all of that to say, I hope that was helpful to you. If no one else gave you permission to not compromise as it relates to the objectives that you have for this holiday season and to ensure that your holiday isn't a marathon from which you need another holiday from, then hopefully this video was engaging. Hopefully it gave you some tips that you can leverage as you think about how you carve your time between family and friends and solo time. And again, like, do you not feel like you need to compromise? And in fact, don't compromise when it comes to your needs over this holiday season and giving yourself the opportunity to rest, to recharge, and to renew. So that's it for this video on mental wellness. I hope it was informative. I hope that you learned something new and I look forward to seeing you in our next segment. We'll talk to you soon.